0: The University of Essex podcast, your non-stop shop to learn about our research, hit genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered. Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Karina and I am a collaborative outreach assistant at the
1: University of Essex. And my name is Katie and I also work for the outreach team. If you have any questions about any topics we discuss in this episode, please use the hashtag UnderstandingUni on Twitter or you can email outreach at essex.ac.uk. So today we'll be discussing choosing
0: a university course and the university as well and we have two of our student ambassadors with us here today. They are both undergraduate students and they'll help us with any questions that we have for them today. So Matteo, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Hi everyone, uh, my name is Matteo, I come from Italy. Uh, I'm studying a degree in uh, PPE, philosophy, politics and economics uh, with uh, placement year. And I'm currently in my final and fourth year. Um, I used to live on campus um, in my first two years and now uh, I live off campus.
0: Thank you for that. That's great. And Megan, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: Yeah. Hello everyone. I'm Megan. I study psychology with cognitive neuroscience. Uh, I'm in my third year and I used to live
1: on campus in my first year and now I live off campus. Thank you, guys. So we'll be talking to Megan and Matteo in just a moment um, in much more detail as we have some great questions for them today about their courses, how they chose their degree course and why they chose the University of Essex as well. There are so many courses to choose from, so it can be quite overwhelming when you're looking at universities. So our episode today will hopefully help our listeners to understand how to choose a course and also provide our listeners with the next steps on choosing their universities they want to apply for.
0: So we're going to start off by speaking to Megan who actually studies psychology at Essex. So Megan would you mind sharing with us a brief summary of your sort of pathway from school or college to university and how and why you ended up choosing psychology?
3: Yeah of course, Um, so I went straight from college to university so didn't take a gap year on like some people. Uh, I found this this was the best way for me but obviously it's different for everyone Um, I went I chose psychology because I really enjoyed the subject at a level Um, I thought it was very interesting I love the science of the brain so I thought why not study it more it's a subject I really
0: enjoy That's really great. Thank you. And um, I just wanted to ask, because I did notice that there's a BA and a BSc in psychology. Um, Could you explain the differences and explain to us which one you chose and why as well?
3: Okay. Yeah, I can. Um, So a BA is a Bachelor of Arts and a BSc, which is the one I'm studying, is a Bachelor of Science.
1: Thank you, Megan. Um, So, Matteo, you, um, you obviously shared which course that you're studying earlier. And uh, you mentioned three subjects. Um, Could you explain a little bit more about that for me, please?
2: Of course. So, uh, actually, the uh, interdisciplinary nature uh, of the degree is what um, attracted me first uh, to come to Essex to um, do a bachelor's degree. Um, So, my course... Of course combines three subjects uh, which I mentioned earlier philosophy, politics, and economics and it allows me to um, study different uh modules from uh, the three different departments so in my first year, um, I studied introductory modules uh, for the three different subjects, so that I got um a good general overview uh, of what uh, the subjects are about and then um In my second and third year, I was allowed to, uh, specialize, um, in the subjects I preferred. So uh, I decided to, uh, drop, uh, economics and to focus more on, uh, politics and, uh, philosophy, especially, but, um, I, I, am really enjoying this, this degree because it allowed, it gave me, um, a lot of freedom to choose, you know, from year to year, um, different modules and, and yeah, whatever was more of interest uh, for me.
1: That's really, that's really nice. Um, So when you were at school or college, how did you sort of decide that that was the the course for you?
2: So I, I did like, so I did uh, study philosophy uh, in secondary school um, in Italy and I really liked philosophy, but I didn't like it enough um, to study a whole degree uh, on philosophy. So then I learned uh, that, you know, in the UK, they offered um, this type of degree and um you know with with uh, economics and politics and that's why i decided uh, to come to come here
1: wow yeah that's that's really great thank you both for that um so for our listeners who aren't sure where to start um you can you can either start looking at uh, universities' websites and have a look at all the courses that they offer or you can even go on to com and um UCAS will show you all of the different courses that are offered all over the UK at every university to get a really good picture of what is on offer. But this actually will show you so many options um, and that could be a good uh, starting point for some people.
0: Um, I do feel like quite a few students struggle with this, though, sort of seeing so many options that it's quite impossible to look through each and every university to see what they offer so what would you suggest to students struggling with something like this
1: well there are quite a few things that you can look at when um you're trying to narrow down your choices so yeah that actually would be quite overwhelming seeing all of those courses there so there are a few things you can do to start which um one of the first things you can do is look at your entry requirements so these are the requirements set out by the university that you have to meet to be considered for the course and these range from your GCSE qualifications and then qualifications you've got from um your College or sixth form, like your A levels, BTECs or um, HE diplomas, and um, there's actually a website um, called Uniguide.co.uk, and you can search for degree courses by the entry requirements, so you can realistically see what sort of places you could apply for. And of course, if you haven't got your qualifications yet, that's okay. You use your predicted grades set out by your colleges and sixth forms to help you with this. Um, so Megan, did you when you were looking at the course? Um, psychology did you look at the entry requirements when you were looking around yes i did um,
3: my entry requirements were bbb um and it was very useful to be able to see what i would get um
1: compared to what the entry requirements for the university were lovely thank you and for you mateo um when you were looking uh i know you chose your course because um Uh, because it was offered at Essex. Um, But was entry requirements something that you considered when you were looking?
2: So I had quite a different uh, path to university as I uh, had to go through clearing. Um, So pretty much I applied um, to come and study uh, here at Essex uh, in the summer, uh, when usually, well, at the time the deadline ended uh, in January. And um, so I had to make my application through UCAS as, as usual, but uh, I also had to get in touch uh, with different universities directly um, through email. Uh, but when I was choosing among the universities, yeah, I did, um, I did look at the, at the entry requirements. Um, I didn't meet the initial entry requirements for Essex, uh, but I still, uh, I still applied. Uh, I got in touch with them, with the university. And um, I still uh, was offered uh, a place to study here.
0: Amazing. I'm curious, Matteo, did you um, did you ever find it quite daunting to pick the degree that you did? Because it is, I mean, I don't know, I get the impression that a lot of students sort of think that university is finally the time to focus on one sort of topic area and go really into depth with it. So how did you feel with that? Did that make you feel a bit anxious at all, or were you more excited for it?
2: Personally, I find it uh, much more exciting because, um, as I said, I wasn't too sure about philosophy and I I had an interest in politics and economics. And the three subjects uh, are really related to each other. Um, The University of Essex, for example, has um, a whole department in uh, interdisciplinary studies. So there are uh, big connections between these, these three subjects and um studying studying uh, a joint degree, I think allows you to to get a wider perspective uh, on problems. Of course, there's less uh, specialization, but um oftentimes I'm able to um, get ideas from from different subjects and make connections between them. so although it's not as specialized as um, traditional degree, um, I think it's still very, very valuable. And it also, I think it also um, keeps your options open for the future um, because uh, you, can, you can still specialize in any of the three subjects um, in, a, in a post, um, postgraduate degree. For example, now I'm looking um, to study a master in philosophy. So uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, you won't specialize. Um, it, just, it just gives you a bit more time uh, to do it.
1: So as well as looking at those entry requirements to help you narrow down your course choices, um, another thing you can look at is the module content. So I'm just gonna ask Megan um, whether she, um, whether you looked at your the content when you were looking at your course, um, and if you could also explain what modules are as well, please. Yeah, no problem.
3: Uh, so firstly, I'll start by explaining what a module is, so it will be a bit clearer. So it's basically, um, like a subset, a subset of within your degree, basically that you take classes on just that subset of things, um, almost like a lesson, but specifically within your degree. Um, so I did look at these beforehand and I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's very useful in seeing what the university offers, what you'd be interested in. And often the university gives like a brief brief uh, paragraph about what is within this module. I think that could be really helpful in understanding your choices a bit more because it definitely affected where I was going to apply to um, because there were some modules at Essex that I really liked to look at.
1: Nice. And um, where can you find um, information about the module content?
3: Uh, most of the time you can find it on the course pages. I know for ethics, you can.
1: Uh, it may vary for some unis, but yeah. So did you know specifically what you wanted to study when you were looking at the module content or was it, did it take you some time? Did you have to look at a few um, to realise what you wanted and that helped you to narrow it down?
3: I think I looked across a
1: few uh, to narrow it
3: down, but I was really generally interested in the subject. So I was very open at the time
1: to seeing different modules and experiencing different things. Thank you for that. I think we're now going to talk a little bit about um, assessment criteria. So we've just talked about how you can look at your entry requirements, the module content um, and yeah, over to you, Karina. Yeah, I think just to add before we
0: move over to the assessment um, methods, I think mentioning of modules is really important because it does uh, very much distinguish um courses that might have the exact same name across two different universities but the actual content so i do agree with megan and i do agree that students should definitely look into the module so you can find out exactly what will be studied throughout your time at university um but yeah definitely another really important thing to look at is how will your course be assessed so at school college and sick form or as far as i remember we don't really have a choice on how we're assessed um but when you're actually making a decision on the degree course that you'd like to do you are in control of that you can find um some degrees that are completely coursework based or completely exam based or balanced out Um, Was the assessment method something you considered, uh, Matteo?
2: So again, with my joint degree, uh, my experience with assessment methods was quite particular because different um, departments have different assessment methods. So uh, while I had um, a mix of coursework and exams for politics and economics, um, I only uh, do coursework in my uh, philosophy modules. So for those who are listening uh, if they don't know the difference between the two basically coursework is um is usually essays or um uh, problem sets um anyway assignments that are done throughout uh the year usually you get uh, two or three weeks uh time to to complete them whereas uh, exams are done uh, at the end of the year uh, usually in the in the summer term and um you have Two hours or three hours, depending on the module uh you ask some some questions and uh you have this time to to complete it um but yeah as i said um different different uh subjects at different uh assessment methods and so i was able to to experience uh, experience all of them uh personally i prefer uh the coursework uh the essays because i struggle um with you know anxiety and stress uh during during exams only having uh 3 hours um stresses me out quite a lot so even if i know um the things i tend to to forget them so i I'll definitely advise uh, looking at you know assessment methods when choosing the modules um or beforehand when choosing uh, a degree.
0: I think that's that's a really, really good point as well made. I think as an ex uni student, I still feel like I don't have a preference. I did very much enjoy having an equal split between exams and coursework. I used to hate exams as well and when I came to university sitting for a three-hour exam was somehow actually quite peaceful for me and I did enjoy writing it out. Um, What's your opinion on the assessment methods and did you look into um, how you'll be assessed and how do you get assessed now, Megan?
3: Um, Yeah, I did actually look into assessment methods. Uh, Well, I'm dyslexic so I kind of struggled with exams and everything. So. It was really important to me whether a coursework was the majority, basically. And often it is. Um, In my course, we've had a lot of multiple choice exams, which is always nice, obviously. Um, But the majority of our percentages are usually coursework. We have about an equal split throughout the first two years of my course overall. But at the the last year, the year that I'm in now, I currently choose all of my modules besides obviously my dissertation. And um, the majority of my course now is coursework because I chose to adapt it to me myself, which is a great thing about looking into your course beforehand, because then you find out whether you can adapt it to yourself like that.
1: Yeah. And I think just talking about um, your preferences um, in terms of assessment um, methods is um, is a great time for me to mention that lots of these things will be down to your preference so if the way something is assessed is something that's really important to you then that's something you'll want to look into um, in a bit more detail when you are narrowing down your course choices Another thing um, that you might want to think about is your contact hours. Um, They're called different things at at different universities, but generally this is the time that you spend um, in your lectures um, or seminars, or if you do a a practical-based subject, that might be in a lab um, or a a studio doing drama or dance or something like that. Um, And this changes when you come to university. So when you're at school or college, generally your in a lesson um throughout uh, you're going to lessons throughout the day from nine till three but when you're at uni this changes um megan what were your contact hours like in the first year of uni so
3: within the first year they were roughly between 10 and 15 hours of lectures and classes um During this time, I had lab work where I would get one on uh, almost one on one time with the lecturer and PhD students who would help out in those. Um, And that was really useful for learning how to do all the stats and everything like that, because obviously that can be a bit more complicated sometimes. Um, It does, um, there are opportunities for other contact hours. For instance, a lot of my lecturers offer office hours and the tutors are always ready to be emailed and everything like that. So they're very easily accessible. Um, Also, there are other ways to get lab time. Uh, For instance, I know Essex offers work experience and paid and unpaid. So that can be really helpful and really uh, it can definitely be helpful to uh, understanding the
1: work better. And I took part in some of them. Nice. Did you did you look up your um, the contact hours before you applied for the course?
3: Um, I did. Uh, I also spoke to other students who were already on my course before I attended, uh, came on to my course uh,
1: just to find out a bit more about what it was like. Uh, yeah. Nice. And um, Mateo, what, um, what were your contact hours like in your first year?
2: So, I also had uh, a mix of uh, lectures and seminars. So, usually um, lectures have uh, large numbers, they're the lessons, the main lesson, uh, and they have large number of students. Uh, it can be, you know, from tw- depending on the modules, different modules. Have- Uh, different numbers but uh, it can be up to 100 students for example and so there usually the teacher is just um, uh, delivering the context explaining uh, whatever topic we're discussing in that week and then um, after the lecture uh, on a different day usually we'll have a class uh, which will be smaller it will be around 10-15 people and there uh, we were able to um, ask uh, questions directly or we will try to um, resolve uh, problems in the case of economics um, and so there we could actually go in the details and um, I could get um, clarifications about uh, what I personally didn't understand and um, as Megan said there's also um, these academic support hours um, where you, I, I could go and uh, talk to the teacher directly and I think um, these are actually the, the most um, the most useful um, contact, time uh, because it's um, some time that you can have one-to-one with the professor so you can really you know ask questions and get clarifications so yeah this was uh, my my experience
1: thank you Matteo so um, as you can hear from our ambassadors um, the time that you have at university the lessons are a little bit different to what it's like at school and college and um megan was saying then that in her first year she did about 15 hours contact time which if you spread that out across a week is probably about three or four lessons in maybe two or three hour chunks so that's actually reduces your timetable down um quite a lot so if you are um looking to have a lot of contact hours, then obviously that is something that you'll want to look at when choosing your course. You'll want to make sure your contact hours are quite high so that you get the support that you may want or if that, if that is something that you would, um, would need or require. Um, and if you are looking to study a practical subject that involves lab work or being in a studio, you wanna make sure that those practical hours um, are, are quite high, um, especially if you enjoy that part of a course.
0: So now that we've sort of covered the choosing your course area and all of the details surrounding that, I wanted to know how you guys chose your university. Like what, what process did you take, Matteo?
2: So as I said earlier, uh, I went through clearing. So I applied um, quite late uh, during the summer. Um, that's when I decided to uh, move to the UK um, to study a degree here. Uh, what made me uh, decide to come to the UK in the first place was, as I said earlier, um, the degree uh, PPE. Um, Then I got uh, in touch with different universities. uh, We're still offering, um, we still had uh, places available uh, during the the clearing period. period. And um, the reason why I chose Essex in particular uh, was by looking at the rankings. So I compared uh, Essex with the other options I had and um, the Department of Government um, within which uh, PPE Falls uh, was actually ranking quite well. And um, so I thought, you know, it would be a a good option for me. And I also, another important thing um, in coming to Essex was that um, there's a lot of international students here. And uh, I was another reason for for moving in the, to the UK to study abroad was that of you know meeting different people and 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 experiencing different co- different cultures, and um, so yeah, the, the high number of international students was also uh, a big reason for me to choose to choose Essex.
0: Now some great points, thank you, Mateo. What about you, Megan? What was your um, sort of process through picking the university that you ended up making your final decision to attend?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I looked also looked at their university rankings. For instance, I looked at their ranking in uh, research, and the University of Essex ranked quite high on that. So I was very happy, and like this really appealed to me. Obviously, as I was going to study a science. Um, also, when I visited the union on open day, uh, the uh, the atmosphere was amazing. I really was just attracted to the uni and i really wanted to go
0: here it just really
3: appealed to me i think that's a really like big thing when the uni just appeals to you
0: like that yeah i definitely agree with that um
1: yeah katie would you like to add anything else yeah so i think both mateo and megan raised some uh, raised the points that we would sort of um advise uh, people to think about when choosing their university which is um Maybe look at the rankings. um, If that's something that you're really keen on looking into, if that's something that you think is important, definitely check those out. They're obviously all online and you can find them via the university's website as well. Um, Open days, I think going to an open day will give you a really good picture, um, a really good feel for what it would be like to study there. Um, and help you to make your decision because you can get a good idea of the atmosphere. Like Megan said, Um, you could perhaps visualize, visualize yourself there. um, And obviously get to talk to current students, get to talk to the academics as well um, and ask any questions that you have. Um, So definitely I would highly recommend if you're looking at universities, go to an open day, go to virtual open days, and visit them from the comfort of your own home, which is great, you don't have to travel. Um, And some other things to consider may be location. So if it's really important for you to go to a university near to where you live, then um, obviously location will be a really important thing that you you look into. Um, Or there might be a certain area in the UK that you're really keen on visiting. Um, Again, I would recommend going to that area um, to get a good idea of whether you can see yourself there and, and whether the, the university is um, in a suitable location. And uh, something else as well is the academics. Are there particular um, academics that you're, you're keen on being taught by or um, what do you think that they um, would be able to provide you with all the knowledge and, um, and, and expertise that you, you require about the course you want to study? Um, And also accommodation, Um, if you're thinking about moving to university, is that accommodation appropriate for you? Is it on campus? Is it off campus? Obviously at Essex, we have accommodation both on and off, um, and we will be talking about accommodation a bit more in, um, in some other episodes. Um, So yeah, it is at the end of the day down to what, you prioritize so what do you want from your university and um, that will be different for every single person so think about your priorities whether that's the location the atmosphere the facilities um, including um, what you will be able to access um, for example at the library or student services with additional support Um, yeah it's going to be up to you at the end of the day
0: yeah, I very much agree with this. And to all of our listeners, at this point now, we've gone over sort of you finding out what course you'd want to do, what university you want to study out. So at this point, what do you do? And the simple and straightforward answer is um, visit UCAS. And UCAS is a charity that provides a platform for students to complete online application forms uh, when applying to higher education courses. Um So you fill in a section with personal details, grades and predicted grades and you write a personal statement and then someone at your college or sixth form will write a reference for you as well. Um, You can apply up to uh, sorry, you can apply to up to five universities, um, and you'll be notified when universities have made a decision on your application. What the next steps are? Um, it's very simple and easy to use. And if you do want to find out more, you can visit their website, which is UCAS. Spell U C A S
1: Yes. Thank you, Karina. And um, after um, that application, the only other application that you'll have to do is to apply for your student finance. So university does cost money, but for all UK students studying a full-time undergraduate course can apply for a student loan to cover their fees. Um, This is a loan provided by Student Finance England, and we will be covering all of student finance in another episode yeah
0: i just wanted to say thank you so much to our um brilliant ambassadors today you really did give such a great explanation and it was such a good insight looking into your guys experiences um so thank you so much for coming along
1: today yes thank you
2: you. it was my pleasure
1: so if you have, if any of our listeners have any quish, any questions, um, please don't forget to send them in via Twitter using the hashtag Understanding Uni, or you can send an email to outreach at essex.ac.uk. And um, make sure you've registered by completing our online form, which will be popped in the description box. And this means that you'll never miss out on an episode and we'll receive links to all the resources that we've mentioned in the podcast series. We'll also drop some of the links we've mentioned in the comments box on SoundCloud.
0: Please do feel free to click on the share button to share this episode with other students, colleagues or friends who you feel would really benefit from listening to our podcast. You can also love or leave a comment. The more you interact with the podcast, the more people we can reach and therefore help. We hope to see you next time. The University of Essex podcast, research, experience and information.